Coach Teresa Ford here, and this is the Guiding You Home podcast. This is a thought-provoking and often humorous approach to moving you closer to the only one who can genuinely help you live a life of abundance and prosperity. Sound good? Yeah, it's you that needs to go within so you can sit in the driver's seat of your life co-creating with God. So make room for more light and knowledge. As you continue to listen, you will discover elements of how to lead with your inner light, how to act on your specific promptings, and how to follow your spiritual intuition so you can fulfill the measure of your creation. Thanks for being here and let's dive in. Hello, hello. I am glad that I'm back. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're working together on solving some of these issues that have held us back all these years. So I just got a letter from someone who requested a consultation. They were listening to my podcast and in this consultation, we had some really good talks, but then she had a follow-up question. She said, I'm listening to your podcast and it's really resonating with me, but I'm currently pushing on the pull door and I'm operating from a place of fear, not love. How can I recondition myself to stay true to what I feel I want and need? Oh my gosh, such a great question. I love speaking with people who are listening to my podcast and the things that resonate with them because if we don't get to the bottom of what the problem is, you get to keep your problems. And that's not really a satisfactory answer, is it? So I love that she reached out, she emailed, even though we had already talked and she's like, give me, give me some clarity. So I really want to go back to discussing more about what, what it means to stop pushing on the pull door. In other words, let go. So if you remember, um, pushing on the pull door is adding resistance to a problem and the problem just kind of gets worse. Like you don't go anywhere. So this all comes from a comic strip of this little guy that was going into the school for the gifted and he wanted to go into the school so he could be to class on time like everybody else. But everybody else went in, but he didn't read the sign on the door that said pull. Instead, he just started pushing on the door. I want in push, push, push. And he's pushing and he's sweating and he's not getting in the door and it's not the door's fault. It's, he didn't read the instructions on the door. He didn't follow an intuitive way of operating, which is follow the instructions or follow your heart. And so if he had just pulled on the door, the door would have swung open easily. It's on hinges. It's not hard. It's a single instruction pull and it, all your worries go away. All the struggle ends if you follow the, th- the path of most allowance. So allowing the door to open is to get out of the way of the door, pull on the door. And I think this is super important to remember because we push against the door all the time because we're like, well, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want to be late going to class. I don't want to be the last one in. I don't want, if you're looking at what you don't want, you're not letting go of what you don't want so that you can have what you do want. I want the door to open. If you were to 
push on a door, push on a door, push on a door and realize it's not opening and you're breaking a sweat, trying to get it done, pushing harder and harder. Eventually you'll probably stop pushing. Eventually you'll take a step back. Eventually you'll notice that the handle, uh, when you turn the handle and there's no pressure on the door, if you push a little bit and pull a little bit, it's going to give one way. And, it, and, and then the door swings open. You're like, oh my gosh. Okay. All right. It's kind of like tightening a jar. If you don't know which way is, you know, righty tighty and lefty loosey, and you're trying to tighten it going left and it's, the, it's just spinning, your frustration grows, right? You have to, you have to be aware of what's not working for you so you can start doing what is working for you. So in my response to my friend, I had to let her know that love gives way to what is. Love opens the door. Fear keeps the door shut. Fear produces uh, feelings like anxiety and feeling blocked and feeling uninspired and feeling blase and feeling like you're just waiting forever and wanting things you can't seem to obtain. It makes you feel frustrated. It makes you feel like you're blaming other people. You're using phrases in your head like if she would just or if I could just. Those are resistance phrases, resistant emotions, and they come from resistant thoughts. So if you are in resistance to the thing you want and you're contradicting yourself, you're saying, I want this, but I can't because your, your door stays shut. You're pushing on the pull door and the pull door is just not going to open for you. But that's a fear-based mindset. It's like, well, what would happen if I did open the door? What would happen if I let off the pressure of the door? What, like, who would I be? It wouldn't be what everybody else has told me I needed to do, that I need to try harder, push harder, show all the resistance, not do what I think is best for me, but do what you think is best for me. Because if I do what's best for you, then you'll be happy. That's... It's backwards. That's not really how we're built to operate, right? That's That would be like, you know, when you were learning how to tie your shoes, that you were taught that it's only important to tie someone else's shoes. And you're going to have to walk around with your shoelaces hanging out with the risk of stepping on them and tripping on them and hurting yourself. Like when you learn to tie your shoes, you learn to tie your shoes. And you need to continue to tie your shoes for the rest of your life. Because if you're busy tying everybody else's shoes and yours don't get tied, you're the one at risk. You're the one that's going to lose what you're hoping to gain. You know, the security of having your shoes on your feet and, and removing the possibility of tripping and falling on your face, right? So if fear-based mindset is fearing what you might lose, I might lose their friendship if I'm not tying their shoes. Instead of what you're here to gain, independence, confidence, freedom, to be unapologetically yourself. So when you come from a love-based mindset, you will accept what will be. It's not something you've ever been before. It's not something that you know for sure is going to happen. It's not the outcome you necessarily are wanting or not wanting. It's just going to be what it is. And if you can be the kind of person that welcomes the change, just welcome the change. Whatever it is, I will just go live my life be my own person unapologetically, letting go of everybody else's opinion of me, being responsible for my own emotions, then whoever I become is the right person. It's, it doesn't really have a title. It doesn't have a label. It's not going to necessarily be seen or acknowledged by the outside world. But what you know is happening on the inside 
because your happiness is more present because you're feeling satisfied. You're not worrying about other people. You're just being happy anyway. That's what changes. And that's what gives you the freedom to you know, go and do anything else you decide to do because you're not tied to what everybody else is expecting of you or what you thought. Like if it's a relationship, it's what you thought the relationship ought to look like. It's what your have happily ever after was imprinted in your mind about what to do or not to do. I'm not going to be like my parents who fought all the time. So apparently I need to find somebody where it's just pure bliss all the time. Not realizing that pure bliss does what you know, pure bliss is what pure bliss does, right? If you are pure bliss, then you're doing the things that pure bliss would do. And that's finding the thing that makes you happy, you know, increasing your income. It's finding the hobby that makes you feel fulfilled. It's, it's being creative. It's being expressive. It's finding the sports that, get all your wiggles out like it's it's doing the thing that really makes your heart sore it's like I love doing this I love it I love reading books I love reading books I like writing short stories it's just so fun to use my imagination like do the thing that is in you to do eventually it becomes the gift that you're here to share with your circle of influence but if you're not doing it because you're trying so hard to earn love or be seen or have acknowledgement or, you know, earn words of affirmation. Like if you're just trying to do that, you're, you don't have time to do you. Right? So love is I'm here. I breathe. Therefore I am. And I have a life to live. What would I like to do today? This is where you start to gain self-respect, personal freedom, self-ownership, self-love, self-confidence, self-abundance, like you start to live a life of prosperity is which which is finding balance in all areas of your life. But if you're giving pieces of yourself away so there's nothing left for you, that's not love. Cuz love does not part you out. Love is whole. Love is encompassing. Love is not limited. Love is everything that you already are, and when you act apart from it, you are pushing on the pole door. You're giving up something that is not required of you to give. So when you give something to somebody else, say you give your time, your talents, your gifts, your, you know, you're, sh- you're sharing parts of you. Remember that they're not even on loan. You're giving because it feels good, but you're not leaving those parts of yourself with other people. You're not trying to lose parts of you to gain something from them. That's emotional shoplifting. Look for the episode on that one. But if you're just sharing yourself and you walk away and you don't feel less empty, you don't feel less tired, you don't feel less uh, used or unappreciated, you don't feel less of anything, you're just still you and you appreciate that you got to have that interaction, it felt so good and it's uh, you know, lifted you up and you, like that, you're doing it right. That's how you know you're doing it right. But if it drags you down, wears you out, causes you all kinds of mental anguish, stop. You're pushing on the pull door. There's mental anguish pushing on a door that's never going to open for you. So letting go, 
of this fear idea, letting go of fear, letting go of what might happen, who you might become, what, like, what's the fear all about? When I was writing this letter, I was, I was sharing a story of how I challenged my fear when my family was facing financial circumstances. You have to be able to dive in to what the actual problem is, right? I had a story going that I would lose influence with my children because I'd only been a stay-at-home mom before, but if I had to go get a job, I was going to lose that influence. That was my story, and boy, I was sticking to it. But our situation became dire. We were facing a financial circumstance that seemed like every single month, even though we had just enough to pay the bills. Each of my kids had like one pair of shoes, one pair of pants that were quickly becoming floods. Like we didn't have extra money. But I was so mad about having to live in fear that we were going to be homeless the next month that I finally got fed up with being fear, fearful, being afraid. And so I had hot tears rolling down my face and I just went out in the woods and then yelled at God. And I was like, just do it already. Make us homeless. It's like, stop teasing us with homelessness every month. We barely have enough to scrape by and it's just not working. Like if you're going to, if we're destined to be homeless, just make it happen. Like this was during the recession of 2008. I didn't have a career. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. I, I, I didn't have skills. You know, I didn't, hadn't, I didn't have a college degree. I didn't have anything. And my husband couldn't get a job. He was in a very, very limited uh, skill set that he was working with. It was lucrative when he could, you know, make a living, but nobody was buying and selling airplanes at the time. So uh, it wasn't wasn't going to do us any good. And he was struggling to get a job and I didn't have a job and I was resisting the job. I was pushing on the pull door. I want money. I want us to be well off, but I'm not going to go get a job. Pushing on the pull door, playing with fear. So when I finally yelled at God, it was kind of like I was releasing the fear. I was yelling at the fear of stop threatening my family's safety. And I, who was I yelling to, really? It was me. I wasn't really yelling to God, but he was willing to listen, and I really appreciated it. And he didn't hold it against me. Because <laughs> the loving God doesn't hold it against us when we're upset. right? And instead, I had the idea of going and looking for a job. But I had rules. I had rules. It was like, I'm not going to file papers in some back office. That's boring. And I'm certainly not going to be a babysitter and watch other people's kids. I, I need to spend time with my kids. And the answer came, check out the gym at the end of the street. I was like, no, 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 not working in a gym, not doing it. I don't want to get the up down. I, I don't want to be seen, but I needed a job. And my kids were counting on me to do something other than be afraid and be fearful. And so I didn't know where it was leading me. I didn't know if it would be enough money. I didn't even know what the job was. My resume, it was fake, by the way. It was, you know, jobs I had in high school. And this was, I was five kids deep. This was like 16 years later. And I just went in and said, here, I'm here to apply for the job. Whatever it was, I was going to say yes to it. And they're like babysitting in the daycare. And I was like, oh my gosh, no way. But 
I think, I think at that time, just looking back at it, as I'm talking to you now, I, I think I was, I just gotten all the fear out. I was like, bring it, bring it on. Whatever it is, whatever's on its way, if it's homeless is great. If it's daycare work, whatever, just bring it on. Let's do something different than sit there in stale fear. And so I worked in the daycare for like two weeks until I was absolutely done watching other people's kids and not watching my own. So then I was like, okay, um, there's got to be another opportunity. As soon as I shifted my mind again, opened the door, stopped pushing on the pool door, hating my daycare position, I opened up my mind and there was a, an opportunity to work at the counter selling memberships and making smoothies. I was like, dude, I serve a family of seven. I can make smoothies. I can handle money. And I, you know, can certainly sell something I believe in, which is good health. So let's go. And they, they hired me to do that. And pretty soon our family was in a much, much better situation. But it was who I became when I became trusting that whatever I was afraid of happening, that there was something better on the other side of that door. That if I would just pull on the door instead of push on it, something better was coming. And it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. I became a person I didn't know I could be. I didn't know I had any other gifts. All I had ever wanted to be was a mom. But on the other side, I was an accidentalpreneur. And it's given me so many opportunities to work with so many people who just needed to know that they could do it too. So pushing on the pull door, it's no fun. It's hard. It's extra work. It's not required. But you're, we do it anyway. But if you will trust that God has a plan for you, that's how the door opens. Just trust. Let's like, let's just see what happens. And sometimes you have to get angry and upset and frustrated and all mad and say, fine, whatever. You know, if you want me to be homeless, so be it. I'm in. Just let's do something different. That's all. And all of a sudden, voila, the door opens. But it was me that was holding it shut the whole time. And I wasn't homeless because God doesn't want me to be homeless. He wanted me to be proactive. Get out there. Try something new. Stop being afraid. Don't be a weenie. Like <laughs> I was, I had to trust that there was a bigger plan. And oh my gosh, I'm telling you, the journey has been crazy. It's been, it's had highs. It's had lows. There's been pros. There's been cons. But in the end, I had to know who I was and what I wanted. And I'm still figuring that out. Like I, you know, I'm 56, 57. I don't know what I am. I'm 57, I think. But, but it doesn't really matter to me because I, I'm reinventing myself all the time. Like I'm not the same person I was yesterday. So why would I try to be back there doing what I thought was good for me at the time then? You had to remember that the choices you made for yourself, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you're not that same person. So either you're evolving with the, the changing needs and desires that you have, or you need to stop and reset, do something different, but stop worrying about what you think you're going to lose. Because I guarantee on the other side of the door, all things are possible. It's better than you've asked for. It will be. That doesn't mean there's not going to be hard lessons. We only grow when we have hard lessons. But those are the best things that have ever happened to us because it's going to give us that fuel and that fire to get angry again or to get frustrated again or to be, you know, more resolved to do something different. 
So let go of fear. Let God guide you. And follow the plan, the path of your heart. Because when you want more, that's exactly the right time to go after it. We're built for more. It's not time to just sit back and wait, hoping things will change, wondering if you're doing it right. Let that be your teacher. But as soon as you're sick and tired of it, it's time to do something different. All bets are off. Throw the doors wide open. Trust that it's going to be better. Whatever happens, if you make a decision and you're on your way, just let it be what it is. Some people will come with you, but some people won't be able to come with you. So stop trying to make decisions for those people before you ever even do a thing. If you're like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go get my life. And you're going to be all upset and angry and you're telling them, hoping they'll change so you can be happy. That's pushing on the pole door. But if you're like, you know, toodles, I'm out, peace. I'm going to go do something that makes me happy right now. And it it's not done so that they'll, you know, change or wonder what you're doing or see you more clearly. You're doing it because you, yourself, and you, you're on your way. Like, hey, let's go down to Barnes & Noble and read some really good books and get some inspiration. Let's go. It has nothing to do with anybody else other than the, the path your heart is calling you to follow. That's it. And that's how you let go. You let go. It's It doesn't matter what other people think or what they want. It's what you think. It's what you want. That's when things get clear. And I'm not talking about being selfish and leaving your kids without a sandwich. I'm talking about doing the thing that's calling to you most in your heart. It usually has something to do with freedom of expression. So let go of what you think is hard because you're not wrong. It's hard. It's much harder to push on a door that's never going to open for you than to just back up. Start with letting the pressure off the door. Start with getting clear on your thoughts. What is it that makes me afraid? What, what fear, what is the fear built on? And is it true? A thousand times thousand percent is not not true it's just that you've been operating as if it was true so identify your fears first write down the opposite action of what those fears have been dictating to you and you'll have something new to practice but it's yours to figure out because you have this one life you have this one life and if you don't do what you're called to do And only you can do it. There's nobody else like you. You are one of a kind. And to be apologetic for who you are, how you are, is pushing on the pole door. It's fear. You are here to live loud and proud. Stand up, show up, get out there, and reach for the truest version of you. Strut it down the street, write it in your notebook, tell yourself how amazing you are, but make sure you're lining up with the amazingness you know you are. Line up with it. Your actions have to follow your thoughts, your habits, your habits of thought. So live it. That's why opening the door is so freaking easy because you just 
swing it open and you're on your way. So let go of fear. Love opens the door. Super easy. It's what you're here to do. It's how you're here to live. And this is how this is how it guides you back home. Right? The whole podcast is called Guiding You Home because it's time for you to listen to you. And it's time for you to follow your instincts of what really needs to happen next. And that's how you know you're home. It's not because of something that you're trying to do what I did or do what your friend did or do what someone else needs you to do. No, no. This is your one life and you get to decide because you have free agency to choose how you are going to live today. One thought at a time. Okay? I hope this helps. Your happiness is my favorite thing. So get out there and live in alignment with that. Okay? Catch you later. Thanks for listening. I invite you to leave your feedback and share your aha moments as you listen to this podcast. Also, you can access more information or any of the programs, courses, or worksheets that I've mentioned on these episodes on my website at TeresaFord.life. Or what I would really love is for you to connect with me on Instagram at TeresaFord.coaching and on Facebook at Coaching with Teresa Ford so I can give you more interesting insights and further coaching to help you fulfill the measure of your creation. Thank you.